Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. everybody welcome back to your what is it Liv? your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast hell yeah this week we're talking about something that we we sort of talked about last week but then as is our favorite way of choosing what to do we had a bunch of you email us being like this is what you guys were actually talking about last week and it's actually called this and then we were like oh we should do a proper episode on it yeah, Luce, we're talking about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, which for me as a little psychology freak, I love. And Luce and I love talking about things that we can kind of put on our own lives, which oh, is always the way. It's always going to relate back to us. Otherwise, you better believe we are not talking about it. Absolutely. <laughs> that's how we are. Yeah, 100%. But Luce, what described your week? Oh, well, what described my week was booked and busy. Okay. So... Obviously, oh, I see where we're going here. Yeah, obviously, booked and busy because Liv and I are actually in like the most chaotic period of our lives, or maybe not our lives, just our, our it's our most chaotic start of year we've ever had because uh, of our working lives. Of for our sure. working lives. Yeah. Um, no, I would say last year when we did the road trip. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> okay. But anyway, again. I was going to say not about us, but this whole podcast is about us. Um, so we've been working on a really cool project about breakups. We've been trying to get everything and everyone ready for when Liv leaves, which is slowly you know, creeping in on us. Um, but also, the booked bit of this is because I am just reading more than I've ever read, which feels amazing. But you know how you can't really hold on to it for that long? Like, I know. <laughs> no, Lucy, over summer, I was just like, because reading is something that makes you feel better than any other yeah, activity, 100%. I swear. And then you're like, this is it. Like, this is making my life dramatically yes. better. I'm going to keep doing this. And then you get back into the swing of, like, regular life. Mm. And it's just really fucking hard to find. Or it's not even to find the time, but to make the time. I was going to say, it's hard to prioritize it over yeah. everything else. Not a hot take, grasping for our attention. I always find that I like give myself a massive pat of the back, pat on the back when I have chosen to read a book versus go on my phone. Absolutely, and it's like, yeah. Hey, now is that uh, um, intrinsic motivation? Or yeah. Well, I mean, your phone is fighting for your extrinsic yeah. motivation. I would say because or, like other people's phone, extrinsic yeah. motivation. Anyway, um, so been reading a lot of books to teach me a few things about how to do something else to do with being booked and busy. Really annoying that I can't really tell you what that is. But do what you can with that information. Yeah, do do what you want with, with that. Um, Liv, what the hell described your week? Um, mine was yet another unorganised holiday. <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like every week is just a catch-up for me and you on either our organised holidays that we've been on together or an unorganised one. We've not spent a weekend together in so long. Do we have one coming up? 
Well, we need to book one. Yeah, I we think. do. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do that. But because I'm leaving New Zealand, so I'm going traveling. This is why I'm leaving Siska. I don't, I'm sure we've talked about this. We have, lot. but people still miss it. Mm. Liv's leaving Siska to go and eat Prey Love around the world. Literally, I'm going and backpacking over Europe and then staying there for however fucking long I feel like it. But basically, I'm trying to see as much of New Zealand or kind of like around where I live um, in these next like this sort of two months that I had this side of the year mm-hmm. sort of thing before I leave. You know when you're leaving somewhere and then you're suddenly like, fuck, I haven't done this, I yep. haven't done that. It was like lockdown. To- it was like we've been in lockdown and then as soon as we got out, it was like, well, we better go and see all these random yeah. places that we could have done before lockdown. Absolutely, but, yeah. but this sort of shit makes you do the shit that mm. you've been wanting to do for ages. So that's really cool. I went down to Raglan, which was like fucking sick. I loved it. Um and yeah, I just camped for a night, super chill, went to the beach, yeah. read my book. Love. Really, really great. Just the perfect weekend then. Yeah, but it was unorganized because hadn't booked <laughs> accommodation and really struggled to find somewhere to camp because the whole town was heaving. And then me and my boyfriend were honestly trying to think about how we could sneak in somewhere or like we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have to in the end or like freedom camp somewhere or yeah. like we were... We were pretty desperate, Mm. yeah. I love that this podcast just keeps you accountable every week. It's like, yeah, we had a really good weekend, really good weekend. And then it's like, but I better tell you about, like, the fact that we couldn't book anywhere. About my faults as a human being. Um, One, being very disorganized always. But it was great. Oh, well, I'm glad. I also went to a beach and I feel like Pihar actually gives a similar vibe to Raglan That's what I was about to say, yeah. Only because it's like there's nothing there and it's kind of wild and very surfy mm-hmm. vibe um and you just again being tossed nothing like makes you feel better than just being tossed around by the waves so good we love a bit of an undertow we love a bit of an undertow because we're strong swimmers everyone <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. um but <laughs> do you know how to spot a rip do you know what to do if you're in a rip you need to be fucking careful make sure there's lifeguards on duty and if you're in a rip you just got to relax you just have to relax and then it'll take you out and then you can swim back in you don't fight it um, certified advice. Yes, swimming advice here from Coach Vulture. From this Coach is what Vulture. you all came for. Yeah, oh, my God. But we are the queens of giving unsolicited advice. That Just didn't so know it would true. be about swimming this time round. <laughs> but I love it. Um, Liv, speaking of unsolicited advice, people are giving Liam Hemsworth a lot of unsolicited advice at the moment for things that he probably didn't even do. That was not one of my best caveats. No, nah, that was pretty good. But... I don't know if you've seen all the rumours going round about Liam Hemsworth right now off the back of Miley's new song. Okay, so have listened to Miley's new song, have seen the music video, have read your newsletter. That's the only reason I know because I just don't get the trends on TikTok, like ever. So I'm just never in the loop. And I've got you. And I'm there to debunk it because holy shit. I think, you know how we always talk about how we get braver on this podcast? Yes. I think it's like across the board – we're just getting braver in mm-hmm. all parts of life because usually I would be too scared to be like, there is nothing backing this up. What are you all saying? Blah, 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 until I'd fully researched it. Yes. But this was like a gut feeling. I was seeing all these rumours being spread about Liam Hemsworth and like maybe they are true or maybe a source actually does know, but there is nothing 
nothing online that says that any of this is true. And I am just seeing tweets racking up hundreds and thousands of likes, TikToks getting hundreds and thousands of views, all the comments being like, go Miley, can't believe Liam cheated on you 14 times in the house that you filmed the music video in. Like, just all these unsubstantiated, is that a word? I don't know, but it sounds good. Yep, we're going to go with it. Um, Claims that don't have a basis of truth in them from what we can research live what does your what does it remind you of oh what does it remind me of everything tiktok euphoria and euphoria and fucking sam levinson i just get so 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 frustrated with tiktok in terms of the tone that people take in these videos like this is the truth i'm here i'm gonna tell like they are so confident with these unresearched opinions i know it's it's dangerous so dangerous um and so i'm just gonna run you through so first of all what's interesting is miley cyrus's song i hate it i love miley cyrus i hate bruno mars except for silk sonic like i said in the newsletter Mm. and so the fact that this was an interpolation of when i was your man Mm. and if you want to know about interpolation go and listen to live and eyes how has this come up no so many times i thought it was such a niche topic same one of my favorite (laughs) podcast episodes we've ever done called no olivia rodrigo is not stealing your music um, it is a, it's about good for you and misery business and Paramore and how that was an interpolation. Was it, or, did it end up being? It actually wasn't an interpolation, no. but people were trying to say that it was. Yeah. And so an interpolation is basically when you recreate the melody and you recreate the lyrics with often different lyrics, which is what Miley did with When I Was Your Man. She's basically answering Bruno's lyrics yeah. with her, saying she can hold her own hand, she can dance with herself, she can pick her own flowers. I hate the song When I Was Your Man. And so it pains me because I love Miley Cyrus so much and I want a country rock album from her. I know Mm. she did like a pop rock. I want a country one from her more than I want anything except for Maddie Healy's attention in this world. Um, But I digress. So I didn't like the song. What did you think of the song? I Yeah, I've only listened to it a couple of times. I didn't love the song. I mean, I quite like the verses. I love her. I yes. think she's such a fucking icon. She is. But, she's the best. Yeah, she is. But it's really interesting. I was saying this to someone. Like, her covers that she does, like, she does covers of, like, amazing songs like Janis Joplin mm. and shit like that, where it's like she gets out her rock chick hardcore. She did collaboration with Joan Jett. Like, this mm-hmm. is the shit where she excels. And people love it as and well. And people love it. This is the weird thing. But then she goes and does more commercial stuff. And I really do wonder, like, what hold yeah. the record company has over her or whether, because she seems like such a... um person that's totally in control I was gonna of say headstrong. Yeah. so headstrong so I wonder or is it the extrinsic motivation thing that we're going to get into where she's trying to please the audience yeah. like the mass audience yeah the or mass is it the audience. Ed Sheeran effect where like you're just yeah. you're a really good songwriter and you have so much talent but you sort of lose like sight of that when you make heaps of money or I, like, I don't feel like it's like one of those songs I listened to it the first time. I was like, yeah, I can tell it's obviously an interpolation of Bruno Mars's When I Was Your Man, which, like, I don't love either. But I don't mind it every now and then as, like, a cast sing-along song sort of thing. But then I listened to the song again, and I'd already listened to it enough. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because 100%. it's one of those super digestible things. People already know the melody, so it's kind of, like, guaranteed to be a bit of a hit. Yeah. Which is just a weird move for her because everyone is wanting this rock album oh. and I really sense that she wants it too same like I mean when she chooses to do songs like in a New Year's Eve thing it was like yeah 
I love rock and roll. And, like, I don't know, she always just covers, she always seems to cover songs that, like, you think, she's decided to and she wants to it's always rocky I remember listening to this Janis Joplin song on YouTube and it was like a a fan filmed video and she was literally like to the fans okay I've done some for you this one's for me yeah like genuinely said that sentence and she goes off and does this kind of niche well it's probably not even niche but like to our generation relatively niche song Mm. it was just interesting I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't know. Anyway, I'm hoping that the rest of the album, because you know how, like, sometimes, I'm trying to remember who it was that released their first song of the album, it was totally different to the rest of it, and we talked about it on Culture Vulture, I think. Um, was it Ed? No, because it has... I think it might have been Ed Sheeran, us hoping that it was that, because his first two songs were Bad Habits and Shivers. Oh, yeah. And they were both super, super poppy. Yeah. And then we'd seen the interview with Zane Lowe talking about how good the album was, but I really just feel like Zane Lowe was kind of... Gassing him up. Gassing him up, for sure. And I think that we had this conversation about hopefully, like, they're leading us off the scent, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. So anyway, Liv, back to my actual naughty or nice, which isn't our feelings on the song or Miley's future and what we think she should do. Um, basically people heard this song and it was released on Liam's, Liam Hemsworth's birthday in Australia. Uh. So that, uh, we know that's truth. That's fact, right? Unless he's lying about his birthday. Um, but honestly, she, she like gave us enough in the lyrics to know it was about Liam. Obviously she talked about her house burning down and their house did burn down Mm. and just very obvious things about how she can do things herself now that maybe she wasn't getting from him. But then TikTok or people on TikTok naturally felt the need, like that wasn't enough for them. You know, like knowing that it was about him wasn't enough. They needed to have a few more lines drawn and connected. Um, So one of them was that they watched the music video and they said that he filmed them. She filmed the music video inside the house that he cheated on her with 14 other girls in. Like how did they get that number? I'm just entirely unsure. I mean, I could probably dig back to the first ever place that that was said but I don't think I need to do that for us to know that it's not true and like to be fair this could come out and it could all be true but at this point in time no publication worth noting in fact no publication under the news tab on Google Mm. period has said this as fact or has even mentioned it and so this means the people on TikTok are spreading potentially false information yeah and then there was another um Another sort of false thing. These are the two big ones. I know there's a few more, but the other false thing was that Liam dedicated When I Was Your Man to Miley at their wedding or at some point in their relation. And I saw this on your newsletter and I totally agreed with your next point, which I'm sure you're about to say. It makes no sense. 
Like, Why on earth would you have When I Was Your Man at your wedding? Like, that is a post-breakup song. Yes. That is like, I was shit to you. Yes. Why on earth would you have that there? No. It's just like, did people not think about this? Or did they just think this is going to get a few likes, a few clicks? And it just shows that people aren't thinking critically about these no. things that they're seeing. Because if you knew the song When I Was Your Man, it's about how, I'm so sorry, I never bought you flowers, I should have held your hand, should have taken you dancing. And it's like... Why would, at their wedding, or any part of the relation, why would he have said, this song is for you, Miley? Like, sorry. In front of people. Like, no. Oh, absolutely not. Like, that's no. just that just didn't happen. So, anyway, I mean, this is something that we often come back to on Culture Vulture. One, the fact that we know that all our listeners are, like, critical thinkers, and you always email us. Again, like the topic of this week, you email us with smart-as stuff that then we go and learn about. So we're probably preaching to the choir here, but just be really like critical in your thinking. And actually one thing I would say is because when I was looking through the comments, no one was saying, hey, has this been fact-checked? Hey, I'm not sure where this actually came from. Probably until now I've posted it all over our socials and sent the news that are out and maybe people will start being like, hey, I saw Lucy said there is no actual facts here. But maybe just comment in a nice way if you think it's false hey, I looked up the source for this and I couldn't actually find anything mm. substantial to back this up. I think that's actually a helpful thing to do. I it's do not as mean. well because I think I was listening to Shameless, which is a podcast that also covers cultural references and things like that that's happening right now. And they were talking about how the comments section of TikTok really morphs their opinion on things mm-hmm. and morphs other people's opinions on things and that they might watch a TikTok and not have an opinion until they go to the comment section and I think this is what's happening with this so if you do plug that little like mm. seed of doubt mm. in terms of like whether this information is factually correct it's just really interesting to me that people obviously love to gossip mm-hmm. And they love to gossip about celebrity shit. And I think in the back of their mind, they probably might think this probably isn't true, but I'm just going to enjoy this moment Mm. by kind of jumping on this bandwagon of the salacious rumor. And for a lot of people, it's because it is so low stakes to their life Mm -hmm. to do that. But probably for us, because of our industry, we like it's our job to give correct stuff or to correct things that we've done and said so that then everyone else can be like, oh, shit. Like, that was wrong. And so probably because we're so used to seeing people in our comment sections sowing seeds of doubt even when they're unnecessary and Mm. then we see the whole comment section bandwagon to that. I'm sort of like, why aren't we seeing that on TikTok where it's actually needed? Yeah. Like, on Instagram, people have no issues, like, um, commenting on maybe something I've posted from the BBC saying, hey, um, I read here that that's actually not true when – it actually is true, like conspiracy sort of vibes in the comments. But then on TikTok, because it's maybe a 30-second video, like slightly longer than an Instagram post, they're like, must be true. Like, And maybe because there's a face to it. And so people don't want to shit on someone when they kind of Can feel see more them? of a yeah, like tangible connection to yeah. them. Yeah. But it is just... And it always yeah. it takes me back to the Chris Brown conversation we had about um, the comments on Lance Savali's TikTok. Yes. And how if there was one at the very start that said, oh, hey, do we remember what he did to Rihanna? Then perhaps it would have gone a different direction. We'd have had better discourse. And in fact, they were all really like, nice and I'm so sorry you didn't get to boogie with him and it just... It just, just yeah, it shows just, the human nature to bandwagon mm. rather than, so whatever the tone is. Yeah you know, created, people will fall in with that. And that's 
not our fault really, but it's something that we need to be conscious of. Yeah. And it's hella hard to go against the crowd. So if you yeah. were like the lone commentator, like then you're subjecting yourself to potential threats and hate and like mm. all the gross stuff that comes with social media. But if you are genuinely just say, hey, I'm asking a question, where does this information actually come from? Better than just like, you know, looking and scrolling away. Mm. Anyway, I didn't think we were going to be giving a lesson in media literacy, but I guess it kind of comes with the territory. If we're going to talk about this shit, sometimes giving a solution. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of helpful. But absolutely. Liv, um, that's one of my extrinsic extrinsic motivators for putting things out into the to the world. Yes, love is that. Like being able to know that I'm helping. Yes. By posting. That's by posting stuff. That's definitely intrinsic for oh, sure. Oh, intrinsic. That's that's intrinsic because if you feel like what you're doing has purpose and meaning and that you do it whether other people are watching or not. Um, I mean like it's they can interplay for sure. Like it's in extrinsic in the fact that you know people are watching. But I do think it's intrinsic in the fact that you there's something deep inside yeah. you that knows that that's like if that's, I see it I need to do something about it. Yeah. Because for me. For you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we should tell people, now that we've had that really obscure conversation during my botched segue, um, what extrinsic and intrinsic motivations are, how they work, what they actually mean in context of real life. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 